thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401-885-4209 in massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the John DePietro show it's AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at our website, petro.com It's Wednesday. It is January 4th. Folks, we have a uh, big program in store. Obviously, all eyes continue to be, well, a couple places. One on that Buffalo Bills player seems to be showing some signs of improvement. But all eyes are on Washington, D.C. I think, um, I don't understand the strategy of what these uh, members of the Republican Party are doing other than people get caught in a rabbit hole uh, this isn't fun and games. You know, I noticed last night on 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 Fox, uh, all three of the majors, whether it was Tucker Carlson or certainly Hannity and Laura Ingram, what, what's the end game here? Where does this go? The longer this drags on, there's no investigation. There's nothing solved on the border. There's no investigations into the Bidens. Um, this, this, where's the, the off-ramp? Um, I, I understand, but there, there are these people still maintaining, and, and I think it becomes dangerous. Is there, is there really something against Kevin McCarthy? If not, then who? He's the only one right now that can get all the votes. Now, unless there is some kind of a plan to the side, which could be, not ruling anything out, is there someone that is off to the side that everyone is willing to rally around who just has not emerged because perhaps that individual is just saying i i don't want to make a move while kevin is still you know going for it and until he says that's it i'm out i'm not going to try to be speaker that it just um you know goes to the side now closer to home folks i want to tell you the governor mckee inauguration a little less than overwhelming i think it's kind of what we expected which is you're gonna have a very low profile behind the scenes governor mckee was out there initially and then he didn't like his interaction with the media. Then it was the campaign. Since then, he's really been kind of absent. I think you're going to have a type of, uh, I think we're getting a sense. Governor McKee, he just he just won. 
he's the governor for the next four years. I think he's going to be, you know, very behind the scenes, almost uh, low profile, maybe even a period of time, no profile. Um, and, and perhaps feels that many times <clears throat> some of the problems that have come up have simply because, and I, I don't agree with this, by the way, but it's almost as if that the McKee people feel part of the reason is he's too accessible to the media. And and that is changing. That certainly has changed. You've only really seen him less than a handful of times since he, he won the election in November. He He was a little bit visible because of the whole situation with the people that were camped out in front of the Rhode Island State House. But other than that, I think that's more of an indication of the type of administration you're going to see from Governor McKee, which is, um, I don't want to say like hidden from from view, but it's he's been there. Uh, he feels that things are going fantastic. He, I, I get the sense he's going to do a lot behind the scenes. And he's going to make it, I think what they want to do, and I understand the strategy, but they feel that if if he's too accessible when he says something, it doesn't resonate as much. So I think they're going to try to execute less is more, uh, much less Governor McKee. So when he does speak and do an interview, it they feel it's going to be that much more powerful because it's not something that, that is the norm. I'm not convinced that, that we're going to find out. I mean, he did he did just win a four-year term. He gets to serve four years. Obviously, he has the FBI thing to the side. But by and large, uh, he is the governor. All right, folks, it's Wednesday. Much more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal one-on-one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, Happy New Year. It's a new year. He is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is on. And Dan, uh, first of all, the Globe is just <clears throat> filled with tremendous, a lot of obviously political, kind of political news, but not really news, but just coverage. Uh, but let's start off. The Globe has full coverage of Governor McKee and his finally he gets inaugurated for a four year term. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm not sure what you thought of of his speech. I actually thought both he and to some degree Mayor uh, Mayor Smiley in Providence, both. I was a little surprised that their speeches were kind of less about their vision for the future and more almost sounded like vi- like repeat victory speeches. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, look, you could you could argue over the uh, you know the style that is given there and stuff like that, but I do think it speaks to a challenge that uh, especially this governor has going into 2023, which is I'm just not quite sure what he stands for. Um, yep. You know, he, he talked a little bit about education in there and wants to you know has this goal that he kind of set on a whim to say, uh, you know what, we're going to get to Massachusetts numbers by 2030. Uh, remember, that was, he threw that out in his victory speech. Uh, in, in, you know, when he won in November, he, this was not a point of conversation at all on the campaign trail, if you remember. Mm. Um, and so I, I'm still waiting to see that sort of plan for what the next year is going to look like. We'll get a little bit of a sense in the budget in a couple of weeks, but, but, you know, it's more than just what, you know, what's on the, the lines of the budget, right? I want to know how you're going to do it, how you're going to. And then I think you have to answer the questions that we all have, particularly when it comes to education. How are you going to deal with the public employee unions, things like that? We just haven't seen that strategy really start to play out yet. Obviously, it's early, um, but the, the, this is a governor who again, it hasn't really been around very much since getting elected, comes out with a speech that is not exactly, you know, the vision for Rhode Island that you might have expected. So we're still kind of left waiting to figure out, you know, where he is on all the big issues. Hey, McGowan, when you talk about education, you know, you're exactly right. Number one, he got the endorsement from NEA Rhode Island. I, I haven't heard of any dramatic change that you know going to involve how they get involved but the the big education story right now is what we're seeing play out in providence and that's going to get pretty ugly over the next six months so it's it's his 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 quote vision it, it just seems kind of void of of reality of like of what's happening as one person said to me that that's not boots on the ground that's that's not what's taking place no, and this is a governor who should be who should have been prepared because again, the, you know, this is somebody who it's not like it's Ashley Kalis or even if it were Helena Folks, you'd say, well, you know, they're 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 still new, they're still learning the building, they're right. still learning everything. The governor had you know eighteen months, nineteen months leading into this um, yeah. as the governor, and uh, and I think you hit it on the head. I mean, I've been saying this for for months now that the, I think one of the first big challenges this governor has is to uh, negotiate a teacher's contract with, with the Providence Teachers Union. I mean, if I'm Brett Smiley in Providence, I'm going to keep you know, talking about how Providence schools need to be fixed, but I'm, I'm relying here on the governor uh, and, the, gov and the, the Department of Education to actually come up with a contract that can work. Um, we just haven't seen anything of substance when it comes to that. I mean, it, it reminds me of, I remember that, that, you know, the year of Merrill Lourdes having his big fight with the teachers union and all he said over and over was we need a transformational contract. We would get a little aggravated with him because I'd say, Mayor, what does a transformational contract look like? And he'd be very, you know, he didn't want to negotiate in public, right? That was his, that was his shtick. And he, you know, argued that it, it wasn't actually helpful if he, if he explained everything that he, that he wanted. Um, you know, I wonder if you're going to get the same thing here, but we just we haven't seen even even compared to you know the Gina Raimondo on Helica Infante Green sort of initial contract negotiations. At least they didn't get anything they wanted, but at least we knew what they wanted. That's right. Uh, uh, now we, we we honestly don't know. I, I don't know what the big 
issue that the governor may, maybe there's nothing in, in which case I think that would be a, a huge concern. Maybe he just wants to get a contract done. Um, my guess is he, you know, he, the way he's speaking, he wants to see more than that, but you know, again, he needs to articulate that. And that's not a budget problem, right? That's not a, a, a thing that you go to the state of the state or the, you know, you give your budget in a couple of weeks and you say, you know, well, we're carving out, x number of dollars for a teacher's contract no the money's built in there we need to actually see policy change um you know that's not voted on by lawmakers this is a contract and so uh, i'd be really interested to see how how this plays out in the next couple of months folks we're speaking with dan mcgowan columnist of the boston globe and dean you've covered providence mayor angel Tavares. obviously you covered the eight years of uh mayor alorza's term in office I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on it is it is now reality. It is Providence Mayor Brett Smiley. Yeah, look, I think he I'll tell you the the, the number one thing that I think you're going to see a big difference between him um, and both Alorza and Tavares is he's very comfortable with kind of what he believes in and is willing to make the case to anybody who, um, you know, anybody who's asking questions. Mayor Lorza did not like talking to the media. It was just, it was a, it was pretty much a fact. He, he, he right. had no use for us um, for, for the majority of his eight years. And even when he was a candidate, for, you know, for mayor, he, his message was, I'm not buddy. Um, Angel Tavares was never somebody, you know, he, he, first of all, he had big, you know, big crisis to fill when it came to, yeah, uh, or to address when it came to the, the the money in the city of Providence, but you know Angel Tavares' strategy was he 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 wasn't a big you know go on the radio guy. He wasn't you know sitting down for lots of interviews. He was more accessible certainly than Alorza, but he wasn't that much. Um, I, I think you're going to see a different Brett Smiley here. I, I noticed that actually of all people it was with the um, the progressive blogger Uprise. He uh, Steve Alquist. He asked the question, you know, about uh, I believe it was at the interfaith breakfast that, that all the mayor, the mayoral, uh, the new mayors have. And there was a question that kind of you know, loaded question about, you know, do you really think that the city seal should be, you know, in the same place as like re- a religion, right? It was one of those kind of questions. Yep. And Brett Smiley said, Brett Smiley answered it directly and said, this is exactly what, you know, the government's supposed to be doing. We don't follow one religion. We follow, you know, we're willing to hear from everybody. And it was just, as I watched the way he answered the question and I said, boy, that's a, that's a guy who is willing to, you know, answer kind of loaded questions that are, you know, a, a little bit meant to attack. I think he's going to be somebody who's willing to, you know, face the heat. Um, you know, his challenge is, as I, I've always thought this with Brett Smiley, I think he's going to be a competent mayor. He can execute things. The, the, the issue for him is going to be, does he have the kind of emotional bandwidth to handle being the mayor of Providence. You know, how does he handle the first time, you know, a kid, unfortunately a teenager gets shot and killed in the city? Right. You know, uh, you remember years ago, he made the glib line about, you know, go stay with your friends in the suburbs. Yes. When it came to the, these are challenges that now he's grown up a lot since then, but these are the things that, you know, being the mayor, you got it. You can't just be kind of stuck in your, you know, your own lane uh, when you're the mayor, especially when you're a white mayor in a, in a city that is, you know, uh, increasingly majority minority. But uh, so far, so good. I think he's ready to come out of the gate 
Uh, he, he's got a lot of his team kind of already lined up. Uh, I already, you and I talked about this last week. I'm sensing some level of, you know, jealousy where I think people in the, at the state level, the governor's office are, you know, a little bit put off by the fact that Brett Smiley's getting a lot of positive attention right now. Yeah. So I think that's going to be really interesting to follow as well. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 480-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream. Build. Enjoy. We're speaking with Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe. Dan, let's just stay with the city of Providence just for a moment. What was your reaction when we learned why Governor McKee now needs to fill his position at Corrections because she's leaving to take a job with the Smiley administration? Well, I'll tell you a little... I'll tell you a little bit of behind the scenes on that, which is even maybe even more fascinating, is that wasn't the, you know, the worked in plan Um, the the city had posted a job for the DPW director. They were going to do, you know, uh, something of a national search to to try to, you know, go away from what, um, uh, you know, going away from kind of those internal hires. They found out on, you know, I believe it was Monday, it was, it was reported Monday or Tuesday, it was reported that uh, Patricia would be leaving the Department of Corrections, called her up right away and said, hey, we want you to run the, de- the Department of Public Works. And she said, where do I sign? Uh, it's, it shows you that I think there is some level of excitement uh, within kind of government circles to work for Brett Smiley. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's a fascinating move. It shows you how quickly those things can happen. And I know for a fact that on Friday morning when it was announced, uh, the governor's office did get a heads up that it was being announced, but not a very long heads up. It was no. maybe a couple of minutes before it, it went public and broke. And so uh, I, I think that's another sign that you're, you're going to have a little bit of friction there um, because right now for the time being, Brett Smiley is kind of the the attractive person when it comes to, you know, politics. He's kind of the new fresh face. And Dan McKee, a little bit of, you know, continuing the status quo. Dan McGowan, I was telling this to someone. The fact that how much of an impression do you think Gina Raimondo had on Smiley? I mean, she you know, listen, she the Gina show was very well run. Uh, She she was a very demanding individual. The fact that he became her like go to person all through the pandemic, director administration, I I think that was like a sink or swim. And, and obviously, you know, she she praised him tremendously. 
Well, I'll tell you this. The, the thing, and you, you're, you're hitting on a really important point. I think what Brett Smiley learned between when he ran in 2014 and when he ran eight years later now taking over is he, 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 he's still the same level of kind of lefty liberal that, that he's always been. He, he's much more moderate than, you know, than certainly some of the other candidates for mayor were. But what the thing is, is I think what he learned is how to kind of tone down the rhetoric. Mm. He learned, he learned with the governor where to pick fights and where to not pick fights. You know, you can't, you, the problem that Mayor Lorza had was well, not necessarily that he picked fights, but Mayor Lorza wanted to do a hundred things at once. And everybody at the state house was looking at him and saying, we don't, you know, can you give us a list of priorities? <laughs> what, right. are you, what are you doing? Uh, I think what, I think this is what, Tina Raimondo really taught Brett Smiley to, to be pragmatic, to say, hey, you know, come up with your, your goals, your, you know, what exactly what you want to get done, and then leave all the nonsense to the side. You don't have to pick 100 fights, and you can make friends with people today that don't have to be your friend tomorrow, right? There were times when Gina Raimondo and Nick Mattiello, the, the former speaker, you know, were, could, could dine over lunch and cut deals, and then there were times in the press where they were going at it. I think this is the thing that Brett Smiley has learned. It's not, it, the, the fight it only lasts today, right? Right. Tomorrow's a new day on everything. I think that's how he's trying to act. By the way, it's a big contrast from a from the governor who I think holds on to grudges for a really long time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Look, eight years is a long time. Even four years, if, if Brett Smiley only serves four years is a really long time. But right now, I think it is that, you know, he, he learned how to yeah be much more pragmatic, I think, from from Gina Raimondo. And sure, he's going to fight for issues that he really cares about. It's going to make people crazy at times. They're gonna, they, people will say, oh, you're too much of a leftist. And then the lefties will say, oh, you're, you know, you're a conservative pro-business Republican or, or something like that. There, he's always going to have that same fight that Gina had. Uh, the thing is, is he's got a he had a mandate. He uh, I think he's got a, a council that is relatively weak right now. Yeah. Um, and I think you have a state house who wants him to succeed, a state house meaning the, the legislature. Sure. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think he has a chance to be a real, a, you know, a real player more so than Jorge Lorza was. Uh, there's a good piece, folks, in the Boston Globe. Rhode Island Housing Secretary fails to submit key reports expect to shed light in the state housing crisis. Dan McGowan, it's done by uh, your colleague, Alexa, and boy, th- this is not the right way to start the new year for someone that's already been under fire from both the, the speaker and the Senate president. Yeah, I mean, you think about, <laughs> you've already had to read in the press the last couple of weeks, the, uh, you know, what the speaker and the Senate president think of you, both of them, you know, very upset with, with the way the housing department has played out and the secretary, uh, Secretary Saul has um, kind of handled himself. And then the first thing you have to do is hit a deadline for a report. Um, it, it, it certainly isn't a great message. And I'll say, you know, the, the thing about this is, is that it's not that the report, everybody was, was, you know, uh, uh, eager to read a report by new year, you know, by January 1st, it's, it's, a, it's the message it sends. And when your back is against the wall and you already have you know, leadership in both chambers, you know, really frustrated with you and a governor who, quite frankly, isn't isn't exactly coming to his defense very no. often. Um, it's a bad sign for what the next couple of months are going to look like. And, you know, the housing issue, as we talk about almost every week, it, it, it's a strange one, because particularly when it comes to homelessness, you know, you have 
the next couple of weeks, months where it's going to be cold, it's going to be snowy. You're not going to see as much of a presence of people outside uh, because, you know, the, the beds will fill up at, at shelters. Then you get into the spring and the summer and we all kind of forget about it. We put our blinders on. People do move outside. It, it becomes, you know, it, it's a distraction, but nobody really thinks about it. But then, right. you know, again, next late October, November, you run into the exact same problem. How are we going to house all these people? Um, you, you would think, you know, given the last two years, really, uh, you would think that the, the housing department and the secretary would you know, really be trying to come up with a plan to avoid that for next year. But it's not off to a good start. Hey, Dan McGowan, you also have a piece on uh, Seth Maxino's first day in Congress titled Now He Knows How. And I didn't, wasn't even unfamiliar with who these individuals were, <laughs> but uh, it, it is uh, amazing what was playing out. All the families are there, first day and so forth. And then this circus that is just continuing right now. Well, yeah, it's funny. I got on the phone with the tre- or with, with the, the representative elect yesterday. Yes. And I said, what is it like? You know, what are you seeing down there? And he, his first thing that he told me was that the uh, his internet wasn't turned on in his office because mm. what you don't get you don't get internet access until you are officially sworn in. Um, and so you know he said it's it's a little bit strange because sure you know you you've had orientation you've made your friends a little bit like the first couple of days of college, but you literally can't do anything. You don't know what you don't know what committee you're going to be on. You don't know anything about what you're doing, um, and th- there's no real precedent here. You have to go back a hundred years since the last time a speaker wasn't elected on the first ballot, and so it's not like he can say, you know, he can go tap David Cicilline on the shoulder and say, "Hey, what am I supposed to do?" You know, here and there, uh, and he had a, so he, so he's had a real you know challenge. Like you said, he's got his family down there, um, and there is no sign that they're going to have a you know, an election today that that the ballot's going to change in any significant way. This could be a really long time. And he said to me, I might not get sworn in until March. I think he was half half joking in that, but it is not out of the question, at least as we're seeing right now, you know, uh, Leader McCarthy is, is, you know, sticking to his gun saying, I I want to continue these, continue voting, continue negotiating. Um, And he's not willing to back down. And folks, in the Globe also, full coverage, handover from Baker to Healy, the uh, terrible Celtics blowout, and then obviously all the, the latest now on this uh, Buffalo Bills player that uh, continues to play out in front of the nation. Folks, it may be a new year, but you still have an opportunity to start weekdays the way I do, where you receive Roadmap right in your inbox, has all links to all the top stories. It's prepared fresh each morning. And Dan McGowan, it's a new year if you'd be so kind to extend that to everyone who's listening. I will, John. I feel like we, we tricked the listeners because we told them it was a Christmas present. We told them it was a New Year's gift. But guess what? It continues to be free no matter what. And Look at that. If you send me a blank email, you don't have to write anything in the subject line, uh, nothing else. Just send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. I'll sign you up and you'll start getting all the things that me and John talk about every day. You'll start getting it in your inbox first thing in the morning. Dan McGowan, great job. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you again. Happy New Year, John. Thanks so much. It's getting cold already this winter. Keep your family, your employees warm with Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company. 
24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online, matthewsoil.com. Matthews Oil, Premier Dealer, Rhode Island, delivering the highest quality heating fuels. At Matthews Oil, they take pride providing reliable, affordable service for you and your family. Celebrating 90 years of service, call them now. It's going to be a cold winter. Get that tank filled. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. In an emergency, they offer 24-hour emergency service. Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. 24-hour emergency service, right, Jim? Yes. And 24-hour. for right now, it is expensive for people. You'll work out payment plans for individuals with oil. Yes, we have budget plans. We have. Uh, we also take state. Uh, we take state heating assistance. We belong to every city and towns uh, community action groups. We've participated with that for twenty years. We're actually thirty or forty now, since the eighties. I. to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. <laughs> 